I came down to visit a friend one weekend in March, and I was at Barnes & Noble. It was March 10th, and I was buying my mother a birthday present. Her birthday is March 13th. And I ran into a old colleague, and they told me that they were turning what had been my TA position into a faculty position. And so I applied. University of Alabama's Colbrows College of Business, it's Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories from those people who both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens, and the show today, Jessica Crew. Jessica is an instructor of business communications in the Colbrows College of Business, helping students prepare themselves for both internships and jobs after graduation. I hope you enjoy this episode with Professor Crew. Thank you for joining us today, Ms. Crew. Oh, well, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So could you just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself, how you got to the current position you are now as a professor here at the University of Alabama? Uh, well, so I grew up in this small town in North Alabama called Killen. It's right outside of Florence. It's an hour west of Huntsville. It's about 15 to 20 minutes from the Tennessee state line and about 40 minutes from the Mississippi line. We have what we call the rat white lot accent up there, so you'll have to pardon me if my twang particularly comes through. I, let's see, my senior, well, no, I guess it was my junior year, really, when I started applying to colleges. I thought, of course, UA was the place that my parents wanted me to go, and it was a great fit because I was going to be coming into the business college uh, originally, and so they really pushed for me to come here, and I came to visit and came and stayed with a few friends who were older than me a couple of times just to kind of get a feel for campus and town, and I loved it, and so I entered in the fall of 2004. So obviously you came here for your undergraduate career. What was your major in? So I actually started, I hope this doesn't earn me any demerits, but I actually started out in the business college and I was going to study marketing. And then my sophomore year of college, I was sitting in my English, probably 205 class maybe, with Ashley McWaters. And I was sitting there listening to her talk and, of course, give her lecture on whichever author we were studying at the time. And I just remember watching her and watching her enthusiasm and knowing how much she enjoyed what she was talking about. I had really always loved literature, and I've been a bookworm my entire life. I was one of those kids who read 100 books every summer at the local library. So I was sitting there, and I just had this great epiphany that I really wanted to become an educator. And I thought probably on the college level, but I wasn't really sure. So that's when I actually changed my major from <laughs> business to English. There you Much go. to my parents' dismay. They're like, what are you doing? You started out in business, going strong, then English I know. of everything. So, so graduating with an English degree, what did you plan on doing with that? Obviously, you talked about educating. So how did you end up from graduating an English degree to coming back to Colbrouse and actually being a professor here? Uh, it was all fate, uh, oddly enough, I feel like. I, I really feel in my heart like this is where I'm supposed to be, and I think – 
after I tell you the sequence of events, you'll understand. So I finished up in the spring of 2008 uh, on time. I graduated with my English degree and a minor in Italian. And I then entered graduate school. And I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to get or, or to write my dissertation on, much less join a PhD program in. So I went to graduate school and I got my master in library and information studies here at UA. Because I knew that if nothing else, it was if I didn't just if I decided I didn't want to work in libraries or that facet of education, then I could take all of the skills that I used, get gaining that degree and apply them, of course, to my research doing uh, my dissertation then later on. So I ended up staying, of course, for two more years. And I <laughs> over that period of time, I decided okay, it's definitely time that I begin building my resume because my entire undergrad career, my parents really encouraged me to focus on my my studies in particular. And they wanted me to also have, I mean, if I'm being honest, you know, a, a social life too. So they didn't want me to sacrifice one or the other at the time because um, I'm actually the first generation in my family to go to college. So they really wanted me to be able to take advantage of that experience. And I got to grad school and I started talking to some of my previous professors uh, about working around town or possibly on campus. And one of my professors in undergrad was Chapman Greer. So shout out to a professor in the business school now. There you go. She was a English professor of mine when I was in undergrad and she taught the best course I've probably ever been a part of. It was the entire class. She taught another section of that same class right after ours. But our entire class would walk together from B.B. Comer every day to the Ferg and all go and drink coffee together for at least an hour at a time, all 25 of us. And then after she finished her second section, she would come and join us. So uh, I had a really strong relationship with her, and she introduced me to uh, Paul Pruitt over in the law school library, and I worked for him over there for uh, a while. And she also introduced me to Kim Campbell in the business college. And Kim taught what was then Management 395, and it was sort of set up the way some of, like, the accounting classes are now with a lab. So... Back then, you would go to lecture on Wednesday nights for 50 minutes, and then you would go to your GBA 300, or excuse me, Management 395 lab for three hours a week. And as a grad student, I taught one of those labs. Mm, so you're the person giving us all the bad grades when we're going to these labs. Oh, <laughs> it was, it was a really valuable experience that was also terrifying to come straight out of undergrad and to all of the sudden be teaching basically a group of your peers. I actually had my big sister from my sorority was in one of my sections when I was <laughs> in grad school. It, it, it was kind of a surreal feeling because all of the sudden you're not really part of that group anymore. You're a little bit separate, you know? So uh, it was intimidating but it was obviously invaluable experience, and I grew up so much so fast. I can believe that. So then you move on from being a graduate assistant, obviously TAing these lab positions, to then a professor instructor at the business school? No, I decided to take a step away. I wasn't 
positive after I finished up still what I wanted to, if I was going to go into a PhD program, I really wasn't sure what I wanted that to look like. So I actually packed up and moved back to North Alabama. And I worked there for about a year and a half at a public library. I loved it. Uh, it, very similarly to this job, is something that you never know what each day is going to look like because you're interacting with so many different people and you have to anticipate, of course, their needs and help them. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. So I worked there for about a year and a half and then I came down to visit a friend one weekend in March and I was at Barnes and Noble. It was March 10th and I was buying my mother a birthday present. Her birthday is March 13th. And I ran into a old colleague and they told me that they were turning what had been my TA position into a faculty position. And so I applied. And obviously you were sure foot in. You already taught the class practically. Well, I did come back and actually I took some uh, master's level courses over in the College of Communication Information Sciences so that I was, as, uh, let's see, particularly qualified, you know, um, as far as my credentials. I had already taught it, but... I needed to have a certain amount of credit hours that came from classes that had a COM designation specifically. My degree is from the COM college. So it uh, did kind of count, but then I needed to take some extra courses too. So I spent my first year here as this sort of hybrid. I taught classes and I went to school. I taught 15, no, let's see, I taught four sections of GBA 300 that first semester, and I took 15 graduate hours to, yeah, and then I applied and became faculty in the spring after that. Okay, so that seems like a pretty insane workload right there, not getting much uh, free time, say, at least to go to football games or anything like that. I cried every week uh, <laughs> out of just stress. It It was... It's looking back, it's funny, of course, but I was just so busy that, yeah, I had no free time. I spent my weekends writing papers or grading. That's what I did all of the time, but it was obviously worth it in the end. So obviously you started in that position, the now GBA 300 class, correct? That's what correct. it was designated as. You've continued that with how many years now going on? So <clears throat> let's see. So um I have been faculty since January of 2013. I taught four sections that previous fall. And then, of course, I taught the two years in grad school. And I was looking, I think I've taught about 80 sections of the hey, class so far, basically. Go. Yeah. You're coming up on the magic 100 triple digits right there. Oh, it's scary. <laughs> Now, so talking more about the classes you teach, GBA 300, what is the name of it, title of it, but more importantly, what do you actually do inside the class? What is the mission statement of the class? So GBA 300 is all about business communication, and it's something that we all assume that we can do because we communicate every day, you know, so we can do it, uh, of course, and some of us are naturally gifted and have stronger skill sets in that area than others. But the goal of GBA 300 is 
multifaceted. You know, there are so many things that we try to accomplish within the one class. We want you, of course, to really hone your writing skills. We want you to become a stronger communicator and learn to sort of curate your vocabulary and sort of build it in a more professional way. You know, be prepared to talk in the workplace on a daily basis with those around you rather than just with your your peer set at the moment. And it's sort of a mindset shift, you know, that you have to sort of prepare for. And so over the course of the semester, we have, as you, as you know, writing assignments, oral speaking assignments. We touch on personal branding, on teamwork, on digital communication itself. And then really one of the most valuable things in GBA 300 is we especially in uh, the short form writing module, we give you large amounts of information that we ask students to read through, prioritize, decide what's most important for your audience, and then take that information and form a piece of communication that is concise, professional, accurate, and meets the audience's needs. Because a lot of times writers in particular, don't necessarily think about what that audience needs when they read the message. We're more focused on our goal and what we have to say. Uh, And those two things are not always the same. You, You know, we can try to be very clear, but we have to make sure that we position our language and our points in a way that the audience will be able to really understand and then use that information. So the whole class is based around pretty much helping students prepare, especially for jobs in the future, if not internships while they're still in school. So you do a lot of one-on-one interactions with students, guiding them along their path or their journey to their jobs in the future, correct? Yes. Going along with that idea, I bet you have a lot of stories when it comes to students highs lows fails wins do any of them come to the top of mind for you mm. we obviously we, we exclude the fails if we have to <laughs> but your main goal is to help students succeed mm-hmm. and with that what's been the most successful i guess not stunt but the way that someone's approached like a like i'd say internship or a job interview <sighs> The one example that really stands out, I guess it was about five years ago now, I had a student who was looking for a marketing internship in the area, and she she found one that she uh, had been recommended for, and the business contacted her and made an offer. But then she reached out to me, and it was a student I was very close with at the time, so she called me up, and we talked about the offer itself. And part of the offer with the company was that she would use her photography skills because she was essentially a professional photographer at the time, and she would bring that skill set, of course, that she already had to the job, and then she would gain some skills in the the business world itself because this was a financial institution that she was going to work with. 
And I remember helping her sort of negotiate her actual her actual internship and the the stipulations, what she would be paid, if she would be reimbursed for travel, things like that. And one of the things that I remember most distinctly, she was so worried that if it ended up, she couldn't take the internship because it would cost her too much to travel on her own budget, things like that. She was so worried that she was going to offend someone or burn a bridge. And I think that's when it all fell into place for me as far as if you approach communication the right way with care and thought, really anything is possible and anything can be negotiated through. It's just having that right outlook and mindset. Great, great point right there. Just making sure that you approach every situation with a clear mindset and knowing the clear, obviously, the objectives that you want to achieve going through each one. Career fairs are a big point in, I guess, a college student's career or at least pathway to finding a job or internship. Have Have there been any big wins or fails when it comes to career fairs? Maybe going a little bit outside the norm. Uh, when it comes to attracting attention or not getting the right kind of attention? I have a couple of students in particular who have told me of success stories from career fairs themselves. And I think the one thing that they both share, both of these students, is that Prepared is not really the right word to say. Like that, it's not just that they went in prepared, but they went in with a sort of open attitude as well. You know, and I think it's again a lot of it has to do with perspective. And so often we're nervous in situations like that. And when we're nervous, we say less and we don't take the we don't make the same moves and don't initiate conversation in the same way. Uh, particularly when you feel like you're going to be judged and you need to establish a connection with this individual out of the crowd. And I think maintaining that upbeat attitude and staying positive, being able to make small talk and have conversations with people um, and showing, not being able to, not being afraid to show your personality and being authentic, because that's one of the things I think everyone struggles with in the the hiring process when you're the candidate you worry about what parts of myself should I highlight and is there anything that I should kind of play down and in that process sometimes you lose authenticity and others people can sense that so maintaining that authenticity and positive attitude And then being able to, or being willing to take some calculated risks uh, are incredibly important. You know, I use, of course, the example in my class about the student who wears the bubblegum pink suit to the career fair and the great success that she had with that. Uh, People approaching her because she felt like she stood out of the crowd. And she's definitely one of those people who is, of course, prepared, but is authentic and can have a conversation with other individuals. And she wouldn't dampen her personality. That's Jessica Crew, instructor at the Culver House College Business. 
And thanks so much for listening to the Bama Means Business Podcast. If you're not a subscriber, please do subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College of Business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide.